Everything is so different from when I was young. This old two-lane bridge caused me great anxiety during driver's head. Now this is one way, and the newest one is three lanes the other way. We weren't so lucky. You know, it doesn't matter where you grow up. For most of us, everything changes. If we move away and we come back to our homes, at some point, we ask ourselves or someone else, what happened? What happened to that restaurant? What happened to that church? What happened to that movie theater? Wasn't that a Christian church at one time? What happened? This was my hometown growing up. I rode my bike around this, that school that was once there. That's where I lived when I was a young boy. I rode my first escalator there, the old Sears building. I would walk these roads and alleys and I'd pick up bottles and I'd turn them into cash. Everything changes. I had my first kiss right there. I, I used to purchase records in, uh, in a shop back in there. And that used to be a place called Beverly's. They had the greatest burgers. Played putt-putt there. I met Jesus there. Same building. Different name. I played baseball there. This was where I brought our oldest daughter home from the hospital after she was born. That was Kucher's Flower Shop. I moved into that house after the divorce, my mom and stepfather. Our treehouse club was built down that alley. That tree is still there. And that used to be the church I caught a bus to when I was a kid on Sunday mornings. Uh, they would give you donuts. And I drive these roads and I ask myself, what happened? I went to fifth grade there. I went to junior high here. It's different. Oh, a waste of lots of gas going down Needland Avenue. So what happened? Most of us might reply with, well, life happens. But what does that even mean, life happens? For my drive around the area where I grew up, 
variety of answers come to mind. Businesses downsized, decisions were made, life was lost. Businesses closed down forever. Plans failed, mistakes were made, the economy dipped, a roof leaked, people moved, a hurricane hit, people quit, the population decreased, still others retired. But most of us will eventually ask ourselves, what happened? What happened to my passion for life? What happened to my zeal for my marriage? What happened to my love of going to church? What happened to this country? What happened to my happiness, my joy? What happened to my love for Jesus? When did I stop reading the Bible and journaling? What happened to my energy? Well, life happened. Relationships blossom while others, well, they deteriorate. Personalities clashed. Attitudes shifted. Emotions got out of control. Bad habits replaced good habits. Wine was enjoyed. Now it's needed to numb the anxiety, the stress, the hurt. It means that change happens. And change affects everyone. So what do we do with change? Major changes that come affect each of us greatly, as well as the lives of others. How do we respond to disagreements or bad things that come our way, or even good things that happen to us and our friends? Situations that continue on and cause us to let out a great sigh and say under our breath, what happened? Each time something happens in our lives, we can grow uh, tired, weary. We can even get excitement in our lives. We can be overwhelmed. You know, we can even experience great contentment while at the same time just hate certain aspects about our lives. When we ask what happened, we need to stay there, but only for a moment to find out what the answer is. But we have to move forward. I believe God wants us to move forward. I believe God wants us to learn from this, but we can't get stuck at what happened. It can ruin your lives. There's no doubt in my mind that the disciples of Jesus went through times of questioning, what happened? I can almost see Peter after he denied Christ. This great sadness overwhelming him and this great disappointment in himself, taking his hands and just placing his head inside of his hands and saying, what happened? What happened to my love for Jesus? What happened to my desire and my passion? What happened to the disciples? Where are they? What happened? 
but he didn't get stuck there. He moved forward and did great things for the church because he had a directive that was from the Father. And that's what we need to look for, the directive from the Father. There's an incredible story um, in Acts where I'm, I'm sure that those involved in the story experienced this what happened moment. The Apostle Paul was going on his second mission trip and he invited Barnabas to go with him. Now, Barnabas had a cousin and his cousin uh, was John Mark. John Mark is mentioned in the Bible. He's regarded as the person that wrote uh, Mark, uh, the gospel. Uh, it's real interesting. You'll find as you learn about John Mark that when, when Peter was in jail and an angel led him out of jail and opened the cell, and the first home he went to, where Rhoda was uh, waiting and praying and so many others were, well, that was John Mark's mom's home. So we know a little bit about John Mark. But what happened is Barnabas said, hey Paul, let's invite John Mark to go with us on this second mission trip. Well, this is where things went south. When Paul heard Barnabas ask, could John Mark come? Something happened to him. He had this anger toward John Mark. And so he basically looked at Barnabas and said, no, he was emphatic. I will not take John Mark with us. Now, in this part of the narrative, it would be helpful to know that on Paul's first mission trip, they all three had worked together. They went on a trip and, and it was John Mark and Barnabas and Paul and several others. And they had a, a great experience, but then they were about to go to a town called Pamphylia. And for some reason, John Mark stopped and said, hey, listen, this is as far as I go with you guys. Now, we don't know why. We don't know whether uh, he had other plans. We don't know whether he started feeling bad. It could have been that he really didn't enjoy the leadership style of Paul. But either way, he said, no, I'm not going further. And he left. And Paul kept that in his heart. And I know that Paul was a perfect man, but I assure you there was bitterness there. So he made it clear that John Mark would not come with him. Well, now we're back to Paul and the discussion with Barnabas going on the second mission trip. And the exchange began to get so heated that finally Barnabas looked at Paul and said, okay, Paul, you don't want John Mark to go? I'm not going either. And they parted ways. And when they parted ways, Barnabas left and went to find his cousin, John Mark. And he said, hey, you know what? We're going to go on our own mission trip. We have a new directive. And so he and John Mark went uh, to Cyrus and they did their ministry. And Paul continued on, continued on his mission trip. Now what I want you to imagine is that John Mark and Barnabas are walking down the road making their way to Cyrus. And that's where what happened could have come about. Where he said, what happened? Now here's what I want you to imagine. Was there a time where John Mark and Barnabas were walking down the road making their way to Cyrus and they begin to talk about the 
why John Mark did not go on on the first missionary trip. Why he left the mission team. Did he look at uh, Barnabas and say, hey, what happened? What happened to Paul? What happened to, to this relationship that we had? What did I do? What happened? Did Barnabas look at, at uh, John Mark and say, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what happened to us. We, were, we worked well together. And there are points in our lives, just like theirs, where we go, well, what happened? And did John Mark look at Barnabas and say, what happened to our relationship with Paul? What happened that caused this relationship to suffer? And what happened was change. Change was happening. Relationships were broken. And so it caused them to ask, what happened? See, what happened is this whirlwind of pride, anger, disbelief. It's this emotional turbulence that causes depression, that causes deep pain. And what it does is it just sucks in all these other things and it pulls and it, it spins with all these emotions. And if we get stuck in what happened, we'll be in a storm for a long, long time. And when we're stuck in that whirlwind that causes depression, then all of a sudden we find ourselves becoming a person that doesn't forgive, becoming a person that doesn't practice how God wants us to live, how God wants us to respond. We cannot get caught in the whirlwind of what happened. I would imagine a choice was made by Paul and John Mark that they just couldn't work together. They had to make that choice. But one thing's for sure, they did not want to stifle the gospel with their disagreement. They knew that they needed to move on. We learned that they continued to be the people that God intended them to be. They had a message. They had a command, at all cost, share the gospel, live this life of love. And we find that that's exactly what they did. They didn't get stuck in what happened. They moved on.
So by now you're asking yourself, well, what do I do with this what happened life? You trust what God teaches you. And then you make a choice. Yeah, I'll have a medium Powerade slush and a medium ocean water. probably wondering when is that two-minute intro video going to be over <laughs> and that's what I was hoping I have put a lot of prayer and time into what the Holy Spirit led me to start this series called what happened because it's kind of been that way isn't it COVID and storms and people getting sick, our country and the turmoil that it seems to be in. <clears throat> and I found myself thinking of those times. And so a couple of weeks ago when we made this video, I just, you know, went through all these things, all these changes that have happened over the years. For those of you who are younger, you're going to come back here five to eight years after you graduate or job and you're going to come back here and start to notice things change. And a lot happens. And my hope that what rises up in you is the same thing that, that, that have kind of come forward for me is that uh, there's, there's choices that we need to make. In the ending, I really I looked at... Uh, Jason, I said, Jason, I'm going to, I wrote in the script, I'm going to show you the ending. And now I'm 57, so you're younger. You've got to tell me if this is cheesy. And he literally said, no, it's not. It's not cheesy. And the reason for the simplicity of that, because really life is just simply about choices. I, I, honestly, some people really hate it when I say that and say, well, it's not that easy. I didn't say it was easy. An alcoholic uh, who drinks for years and years or a drug addict who's caught in drugs for years and then gets out of it, you know, it, it was just a choice to say, I'm not going to do this anymore. Somebody that's gone through something in the past that has devastated their life, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, whatever it was, they can either follow it or make a choice and say, I'm going to get beyond this. I believe making a choice for anything, it's better when Jesus is involved. You can say our marriage is struggling, and every couple I counsel, I say, no, I can help you with this struggle, but I believe it's going to be more doable if you put Jesus in the middle of it. And I think that's what happened. I could go back and as a youth minister for 19 years, look at the fact that when I was did youth ministry, what, 15 years ago, um, Wednesday nights were sacred. You didn't touch them. I mean, I'm not saying it, it's bad. I'm just really 
You didn't touch him. And back then, parents kind of made a conscious choice that, no, you don't touch Wednesday night, that's mine. And you know, people honored it. They really did, didn't they? What happened? Here's what I believe. That Christ was pulled out of it. That things that weren't bad became more important, became priority. So as we work through this series for the next few weeks, I want you to think about your what happened moment. What happened to my journaling? What happened to my passion for Christ? What happened to my love for the church? What happened to my love for this church? What happened to my desire to serve Christ? Why have I gotten away from it? And we're going to look at what happened. And uh, so the Lord has driven me and my heart. And I will say this because I've always tried to be transparent with you. All this was done months ago. I mean, we made the video, what, two weeks ago. The script was written two weeks before we even did it. It was done. The scripture was chosen. And it's amazing how I had a week, <laughs> like some of you had, where I had to ask myself, what happened? What in the world happened? And I love God, but he is very, very hard. He's difficult. He's not easy. If somebody tells you that, they, they must know a different God, Moloch or something. Because my God is, he's, he's not easy. But boy, he sure is good. And for this to come out at the same week where I found myself asking what happened, shows me how awesome my God is. That he said, if you're going to preach it, I'm going to put you in the middle of it. And I'm not lying. I, I was mad at him. While at the same time thankful. Because I know something good always comes out of us knowing what happened and moving closer to the cross. Moving closer to the gospel. So if you are in that point of what happened, we're going to deal with it. We're going to talk about what happened to some of your marriages. We're going to talk about what happened to some of my children. You know, what did I do wrong? What happened? What happened to relationships? And some of it, everybody look right here. I'm about to close. Some of it's just on us. And when you can say, that's on me, then you're one step closer to being where God wants you to be. And that is something that I'm excited about for each of you. If you choose to say, I'm going to look for my what happened this week. And maybe we'll answer one of them. But even if we don't answer one of them specifically, you will ask what happened. But don't stay there. Some of you, even watching, you are stuck at what happened. And that's why you're bitter. And that's why you're mad. That's why you're angry. That's why you're sad. That's why you drink too much. That's why you're depressed. That's why you're negative. You're stuck at what happened. But God can get you out of what happened. Amen? But we've got to listen to him, and we've got to be honest with ourselves.